the world casts its eyes downwards, economically speaking, I want to know how can we look up to fashion? Where in clothing do we understand purpose and what are the stories that give this sentiment power? Season 11 of Style Stories aims to address these questions by delving into some of the soul-reaching stories coming from the community of Dress for Success Sydney, the not-for-profit organisation whose mission is to empower women to achieve economic independence by providing the clothing, confidence and community to help women thrive in work and in life. This series will continue to share stories of creative people with a strong sense of style, but with women who not only understand how we dress, serves a purpose to success, and are able to circle back to the significant impact clothing can have on confidence and community. Today, I'm chatting with Amanda Webb, Chair of the Board at Dress for Success Sydney. As season 11 of Style Stories wraps up, Amanda and I address some of the broader questions sharing these stories sought to answer. We talk about the purpose and transformative power of fashion while understanding the unique position DFSS holds in cultivating community and circular fashion practices. Most importantly, we discuss the heart of the organisation, which relies on the empathy of women helping women and the power of yes. I hope you can sit back, relax and enjoy listening to the concluding episode of Season 11. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we are obviously at the uh, pointy end of the Dress for Success uh, Style Stories podcast season. And uh, I really wanted to have your voice be heard uh, as, a, as a, a, a real, uh, as a great way to wrap up the season and highlight some of the, the things that I've learned and um, discovered about the community of Dress for Success and how it has um, such a, an important uh, conversation to be had amidst the fashion community. And so jumping in, I, I just want to get some ideas from you about the purpose and power of fashion and wanting to hear what purpose do you think fashion holds? For me, I think fashion is about self-expression. I think that's the, the great thing about um, us having fashion in our lives. So the purpose of fashion for me is self-expression, it's creativity, it's about um, being brave with that and on the side of the designers, like that, it's their art. So I think that there's something beautiful about that. That's where I think the, the purpose of it sits for me. Yeah, And where, where, where does the power then come from? Do you think it comes in that sense of self-expression? Uh, I think it does, the power. Um, and, and I think maybe for some women that evolves over time, um, I think, the, you know, the experimental nature of fashion. I, I look back, you know, my daughter's 21 now and I look back at that age when you can experiment with whatever's going on in society, that fashion, you know, the, the fashion trends that go on. And when you're young, and I look back to those years, you went with whatever was going on, you could experiment with that. Whereas a woman at my age now, in my early 50s, I look back and go, what were my favourite things and what is my style? Um, and I've probably been able to feel more comfortable and feel the power of that as an older person. So that's really interesting for me. But I look back on the younger years with fun, around that fun and exploration. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. So definitely powerful in terms of how it makes one feel. I think 
the comfort, the and it's not about masking, it's about best self. So when you mm. put these items on, for me, I'm all about the texture. I love how things feel. Colour, feel, that's my my thing with fashion. So it does it feel good. Um, I'm a bit of a tailored, a tailored and classic girl. So that's where I feel my power and strength come through. Bit of pink, I'm happy. Barbie era's back, all good for me. <laughs> um, I think one of the really interesting things that's come out of the course of these interviews is the power that Dress for Success Sydney has had in transforming women and Part of that is the clothes and part of that is the deeper layers of the organisation and what it's able to provide for its clients. Give me your take on um, the role fashion plays in transforming a woman's confidence. Yeah, it's a good question. So I think the way that we see fashion transforming the lives of the women is it helps them come back to self. I think it is almost an awakening. A lot of the women that we serve most of them um, when they arrive, even if it's just for a, you know, a one-hour styling session to prepare themselves for an interview, their self-concept, their self-belief is pretty low. We often talk about it being confidence, but it, they've lost a, a belief in themselves and they will be nervous about you know, the styling concept. But it's fascinating in that you know, period of one hour that you're with them and styling them, um, that brightness that comes back to their eyes. You can see the woman return. And that is the thing. That is the tra- transformational piece that, yeah, they've got another woman there caring for them in service of them, which is beautiful in itself. So the power of the feminine bumping into each other and helping each other through that, which is gorgeous. And then the clothing as well. So I was in the showroom a couple of days ago and a woman said, <laughs> she was coming into his style, she was sitting there, I was like, oh, you're having the styling done, looking forward to it. And she's like, I'm so looking forward to it. She's like, I haven't been styled like ever. <laughs> so she's like, this is a unique thing for me. I saw her at the end. She's like, look at me, look at me. So, yeah, the woman that she was, she found herself back through that one-hour process. Like that's pretty transformative. Yeah, and certainly that resonates with the stories that I've heard yeah. across the board. Um, the other thing that has struck me through the course of doing these in interviews is the this really inherent sense of community that dress for success not only creates um within its environment of clients mm-hmm. but within itself uh, with within the volunteer group um yeah. what role do you think that the the clothes and the fashion play in bringing that sense of community together yeah, it's really interesting. I was talking about someone we're doing some interviews this week and it's interesting that a lot of our volunteers are attracted to the fashion side of it. So some of our mature volunteers have had their own boutiques in the past or um, salons or have worked in retail with clothing or shoes or lingerie, things like that. So that is an attractor for them. So in a way, if they're retired, they're doing what they love and they are very fashionable. Like You've seen our women. If you go in there, the women are stylish. Um, so our volunteers are attracted, of course, for the purpose of the organisation. They want to support other women in need, but they get it to do it in a way that is fun for them, that is around one of their other interests as well, which is fashion. So I find that is really an amazing way. And people are so helpful, even with each other. Like if I walk in there with something on that they don't think is right, they, I've been told, I'm like, Amanda, they'll say, Amanda, that jacket too long for you. You need something that sits here on your hip or whatever. They have no problem with feedback because that's their thing. So there's a strong sense of community about that. 
And I think what has really helped with our volunteers around that is our fashion events. Once we decided to be really clear about our sustainable cycle and being a sustainable uh, not-for-profit and charity, and clothing is a major part of that for us with our fashion sales to release the you know, donated goods that we can't use for our clients, those fashion sales, oh, my God, having the volunteers come in, they love being a part of that. So I think the fashion thing is really key for us. The fact that it's purpose around women and that we're sustainable is just extra ticks in the boxes. And from the other side, when we attract um, staff and particularly board members, they're usually attracted from the purpose of our organisation, what we do, women, equality, uh, financial independence, Quite often they might say in an interview, like, I just need to let you know that fashion really isn't my thing. But what's fascinating, three months into being with the organisation, they all, all say, oh, actually, I have a bit more idea about fashion now as well. So they've become a convert um, and as a sustainable styling, yeah, fashion person as well, which is interesting. And that's an important point because I think um, the conversation around circular fashion processes as a means of sustainability has been a lot louder over the last couple of years, but you guys have been exercising this for a a long time before it has um, become a a louder conversation, I guess. Um, So from your experience, what, what do you think makes a circular fashion economy successful? Um, I'm, I'm not an expert in this space at all. And, and I think you're right. Like, you know, we will turn 15 next year. So as an organisation in the charity space for 14 years who have been working with this um, unbeknownst to us in the early years with this yeah. uh, circular economy thing and then making it way more formalised. But I think to your question about what does that mean, I, I feel like it makes us good um, global citizens. I love that fact that we are absolutely playing our role and some around Mm. sustainability, um, but also because of all the people that we touch. So be it our clients, be it our volunteers, and then at our fashion events, um, the the shoppers, the community, we are really um, advancing and elevating the message about the benefits of a circular economy as well. So I think a lot of times people go, oh, your sales, like is some of this stuff donated? And we're like, absolutely, like 75% of the stuff is donated, but really good quality pre-loved oh I've never had pre-loved stuff before so I think we are helping the average you know um, wonderful female shopper um, think about that as well so I think we have yeah I think that's a part of our role circular economy we all you know you know this Mads as well if you look at um, the impact on our planet around um, waste and recycling clothing has a lot to answer for like the clothing industry the manufacturing of clothing industry and it's good to see a lot of the brands that we choose to work with um, have really strong plans and sustainability circular economy guidelines in place so I, I think you know it's a major focus for us globally around how we sustain and look after this planet. And I think in, in one of the things that I've learned about your organisation through the course of being involved with you guys is that your the reach to community with the clothing as part of your sustainability practice is so multi-layered to the point right. where your clothes never go in the bin. Like there, there is always an avenue to repurpose um, yeah. anything that comes into the hands of Dress for Success. Absolutely. Every piece of clothing that gets donated, like 
is is um, is touched by one of our volunteers and determined if it's a client piece of clothing that is for a client. That's always client first. Things that they can wear for an interview, um, for a job, you know, in a in a hybrid kind of workplace. That's our first culling process that happens. And then from there, if there are high end pieces that you wouldn't wear to work, and um, that you know generously have been donated to us, we pop them aside for our bubbles and bargains fashion events. And then if there's some more casual attire in there as well, we pop them aside for our fashion frenzies, which is like a community sale as well. Um, so we do those sales quarterly and the community sale with that you know, that uh, stock that's a more casual, everyday kind of item. We run those in community and people can come along and get a really you know great casual wardrobe for like $20. And you know, we do the $1 sale at the end. Um, we'll also let some of the charities that we work with know that we're doing this as well. So if they need to come along, we have some of the other charities that will come through and look at what's left over at the end of that and pick and choose pieces for maybe a woman's shelter um, the Asylum Seekers Centre, like, you know, quite often at the end of winter we might have coats left. So, yeah. or, you know, getting close to this time of the year, we'll pop them over there. I was talking to Lou's Place in Redfern this week and going, what do you guys need at the moment? So we share it all around. Um, and then we have a wonderful guy who picks up um, any of the remaining items and then that goes through a recycling process for um, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. rags and things that, that they need and into, you know, organisations that might repurpose them into something else as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I, that was um, one of the things that was so heartwarming in learning is that you guys are not just um, you, you, you to be able to work with other not for profits and charities yes. to continue the resourcing of these yeah. items. Um, it just is is testament to your commitment to community. Full stop. Um, so obviously you you've listened to you know the stories of uh the dress for success community why do you think doing something like this podcast season and sharing the stories not only your clients but the volunteers and the the um instrumental people involved in the organization why do you think that that's significant or important yeah, I think what's important about a series like this, Maddie, and we're super appreciative of you for being such a big advocate of ours. Um, it's a great way to get the message out. So, um, and also to share the, um, you know, the back and the quid pro quo in this as well. So we're super appreciative of what you've done with us and supporting our business and getting the word out there about what we do. But I think your series has allowed us to not just talk about fashion and I've listened to the different podcasts you've done with some of our team and volunteers, um, but it's been a chance to explore their view of fashion, tell a bit more about the organisation and what we do, but get behind the scenes a little bit and tell our stories about the organisation and and what its purpose is, but that it is multifaceted as well. Um, So I really hope that people that are watching the series go, this is a a charity and organisation that's truly committed to making a difference. They know what their true north is around helping women get back into the workforce. They've worked out how to do it. It's a really sustainable business. We survived COVID. We're 14 years old, about to turn 15. And we have that second piece around uh, our sustainable styling process and that's circular economy so maybe we will have some more people that are curious and keen to come and join us as a volunteer um come and shop at our sales and get involved with it donate to us uh, because they can see that you know the amazing work that we're doing here we you know we style over three thousand women 
a year, you know, post-COVID, we're getting back to those numbers again um, across New South Wales, across our three sites. So we're not just here in Sydney and in Marrickville and about to move to Summer Hill, but we're down there in Wollongong as well and we're up in Newcastle. So, you know, um, and hoping to grow and expand in the future years. So hopefully we've got a few more advocates coming on board and allies that want to be a part of our organisation. One of the things, Amanda, that has um, struck me through the course of these interviews and sharing these stories is how emotional it gets. And like, I never, I think almost every yeah. single interview I've done, I've had my own tear in it, um, yeah. just because you, the impact is so deeply felt by, yeah, in all areas of the organisation. How yeah. would you define the heart of dress business? It's um, I know you told me we were going to have a really nice and concise conversation, so I didn't want to go into a particular story. But um, I do have a story, and this will make give you tears, I'm sure, as well, because it does when I think about it. Um, when Dress for Success first started, it started in Burwood 14 years ago. We were behind the Red Cross there. Um, and maybe I mean, just before COVID, we had a phone call on a Friday afternoon. We don't have our volunteer stylists in on a Friday. But, well, back then we didn't. And the phone call came through from the Burwood Police Station. One of the policemen had remembered that we had been in Burwood and, you know, here we were 10, 12 years later. Henry rang to say, um, I don't know if you can help me, but we've got these three young girls here who have lost their mother and they really need some clothing and could I bring them over to, can you help us out? And we were like, absolutely, you can do that. We'd love, and it was just staff and I happened to be there on this particular day. Um, and he came over with three young girls who didn't have clothing, what they were wearing. Some of them were wearing their mother's, their, um, her, some of her clothing, so it wasn't age appropriate. Probably the oldest one might have been 15 or 16. And we did our very best because that's not the age group that we really usually have clothing for, to find them clothing. And then he said, I wonder if you can also help the girls out because they will need something to wear to their mum's funeral. And all of us were just like, oh, my God, like the tears um, we're trying to hold them back. And then we dressed these young girls in the best options that we had for their mum's funeral as well. But I just, I always think back to that. So for me, that brings, pulls together a number of the things about what's at the heart of us. Absolutely, it's about community. So he remembered us, the policeman, and that's not a normal referral agency for us, but he remembered us. He knew, he knew that he could call us and we didn't have the resourcing and staffing there as we normally would, the right people, but we were like, yes, we can do that. So we are a yes can do. We are there for any woman that the clients weren't our regular clients, okay, but we found a solution. And I think the volunteers that day that were able to get around those three young girls and make them feel special in this huge time of need and find the wardrobe and stuff so that we could send them on their way um, to deal with, you know, a really huge um, mountain of challenge, but we'd played our small part. I think that gives a really good example of how it works at Dress for Success. Just, it just, I don't know, just the heart of the organisation is about women serving women, serving those in need, whatever it takes, whenever it takes, however it takes, but that is, that is what we're there to do. To in, We're in service of, and that's mm-hmm. our absolute privilege. And in terms of that women servicing women idea, do you think that that's the feminine power that lies behind the yes, we can attitude that defines the organisation? Yeah, I think there's huge compassion. Um, 
from the women. Like, you know, we, we every day see things that you wouldn't see, you know, the average person doesn't see in their day. So when you're there, you'll see something that will surprise you. And, you know, learning to suspend judgment is really, really key for people um, because you, you see things, you might go, oh, that's interesting. But suspending judgment, once you understand the story, just the empathy that comes from that, the compassion that comes from that. So I think the feminine power in that, the desire to help, um, you know, I sometimes can be a bit sceptical on the whole concept of the sisterhood, but the power of the feminine, um, the she power is very, very strong. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's certainly hit me and um, I, it's been a privilege for me to be um, considered a friend of the organisation and so welcomed in so many different layers. So thank you for being a part of that, Amanda. Uh, in terms of supporting Dress for Success, how can the people listening or people in, um, that want to know more, how can they get involved? Yes, absolutely. Um, a couple of ways you can get, get in touch with us. We obviously have a website, dressforsuccesssydney.org. You can find us there. There's a phone number as well. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page, so we're easy to find. The things that you can do with us, you can come along and be a volunteer. So we love, we'd love that. And there's lots of different ways. You don't have to be available Monday to Friday. There's Saturday volunteering. There's events. Um, it can be styling. It can be sorting. It can be, you know, skills, a particular skill set. You can come out and get involved um, in some of our fundraising efforts. So events like Madeline's held an event for International Women's Day. So if you're in a corporate, you might go, you know what, next year, International Women's Day, 8th of March, every year, we're going to do an event and Just for Success is going to be our charity partner. That would be really cool. Um, you might want to join our dress circle. As a woman who is privileged, you might like, you know what, I can actually donate. I don't have a lot of time, but I've got some money. I'd love to be a part of that. So check out our dress circle um, and become a monthly donor through that process. Um, and if you are part of, you know, a fortunate philanthropic um, organisation or something like that, then we're always looking for sponsors for events, donations to help us um, expand and widen our reach. Um, there are still many women in Australia that need our service. Quite often people will talk about, you know, unemployment rates lower and, yep, that's true in New South Wales. We're probably seeing it about a 3.75% unemployment rate. But the underemployment rate for women in New South Wales is still over 6%. So we are, you know, there's women out there, one in 15 women who can still benefit from um, our services, one in 20 if we're looking at that more broadly in communities in need. So lots of ways to get involved and help us. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. And, uh, and as I said, thank you for inviting me so warmly and welcomely into your organisation. Thank you, Madeline, for having um, me today and for being a part of our community. We love uh, everything that you do in your work. So thank you. Enjoy. I hope you've been moved and motivated by the style stories of the Dress for Success Sydney community. And if you're seeking more stories with heart, look out for season 12, which is coming soon. If you'd like to know more about my style and my story, I'd love for you to subscribe to my recently launched newsletter. You can do this at madelinepark.co forward slash newsletter.